welcome back to another episode of Film Junkies with Griffin Trey. As always, I'm Griffin Schroeder. And I'm Trey Soboleski. And this week we're going to be doing a Oscar recap episode, so talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of this year. Yes, yeah. Griffin, you are on the ugly side. <laughs> That's why I'm doing a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> the face of radio over here. That's... Face of radio. <laughs> anyway, so this year of the Oscars was a bit different than previous years for a couple of reasons. Um, one of the main ones would be that there wasn't a host. Yeah, um, it was very interesting. You were definitely missing out on some core aspects mm-hmm. of a presentations such as the Oscars, you know, Grammys have one, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Globes have a couple, sometimes. a host, yeah. uh, but instead it was just bunches of presenters right? and you were seeing everybody present, uh, people in the industry to people such as Serena Williams or Tom Morello, mm-hmm. uh, from Rage Against the Machine. You were seeing just a bunch of different presenters, whereas before there was, a host that kept it all together. Yeah, and I I'm a monologue fan, so I always looked forward to whatever opening and then kind of mid contributions that the host had, like a like a Justin Timberlake, yeah, a, a Jimmy Kimmel, because they have the opportunity to kind of be removed from it usually, and so they go on and make those jokes that like a lineup of presenters who are also in the industry might not make which I always thought kind of sometimes relieved tension, but also made it more tense, which is something that I always enjoy anyway. So. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, the lightness of it, that when when they can bring a joke in that, you know, makes fun of somebody for crying during their speech or something like that. Right. I always like that. But, you know, these presenters didn't really offer that escape. Uh, yeah, aside from at the very beginning, we got to see Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph and Tina Fey do a brief thing where they they said, this is what it would be like if we did host the Oscars, and that was the best. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. And my thing is, I think that it may have just been an audition for next year's Oscars. Hopefully. Um, you know, I think they did a great job. They were hilarious. They, uh, the three of them are hilarious in everything that they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, back to Saturday Night Live everything right um but i think that it was basically an audition for next next year's hosting of the oscars yeah which i hope so i, I hope so because so. i think tina fey and amy poehler hosted it together a few years ago yeah that was I, hilarious. I, maya rudolph is a a great addition to those two i mean yeah they do stuff together all the time so. and currently is the hormone monstrous on big mouth on netflix big mouth, which yeah. is a great show if great you show seen it. yeah totally appropriate for all age groups no mom don't watch it <laughs> my mom actually watches it I think oh. she thinks it's funny. I don't know. But. Shout out Griffin's mom. Right. She was excited about my shout out to her in the last episode. So <laughs> there's a shout out from Trey. Um, but anyway, if, if you didn't see it during the Oscars, I was live tweeting from our uh, Film Junkies account um, talking about you know who was going to pick, who we thought was going to pick, and then my kind of commentary on different hosts and yeah i mean on the on the podcast we did some of our own picks Mm -hmm. uh, and i think we did a pretty good job yeah i was a little bit off i know (laughs) you were a little bit closer but the ones that you chose on the the twitter were pretty Pretty, uh pretty spot on you were shooting about 90 somewhere up there yeah i i got uh 21 out of 24 correct if there are any math teachers listening please do not (laughs) which actually i will I will try and correct myself, not that it's a huge deal now, but I realized that on the 
uh, Twitter account, I tweeted out one of my picks because I tried to do on on the Twitter account um, who I had said on the podcast last week I thought the Academy was going to pick. And the one that I messed up on in the tweets was I said that I thought they would pick Infinity War for visual effects, but I actually said on the podcast I thought First Man would win. That's documented. Go ahead and look back at that if you don't believe me. But so He's just trying to find a loophole so he can guess more. So, so technically I got 22 out of 24 correct. But All right, whatever. with that being said, uh, a fun thing as well that I uh, enjoyed this year from the Oscars, they actually have a live game that goes on during the show um, where it's on their own website. Um, and the way that they set it up is for every presenter and for every award that's being given, um, they let you choose for the awards, who you think is going to win out of all the nominees. And then for the presenters or musical guests, they give you a trivia question that you uh, pick from a few options as well. And then for every one you get correct, you get 10 points. And at the end of it, whoever got the most points actually would win $50,000. So um, unfortunately, I didn't win $50,000, but I did get a couple hundred points. Yeah, if you won the $50,000, I think we'd have some uh, better mics to record with. Yeah, <laughs> or we might be taking a break from the podcast because I'd be yeah. living it up with my soulmate somewhere. Down in Bora Bora. Right. Um, but with that being said, I wanted to go over... Um, all the categories really quick and just say who actually did win for anybody who uh, wasn't up to date on that. With that being said, we have the first award was Supporting Actress, which Regina King won, which we both picked correctly. Uh, Makeup and Hair went to Vice, another correct pick. Uh, Documentary was Free Solo, which we talked about. Trey uh, thought that uh, I thought it was going to be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Right, which I thought was a, um, a good but choice. But upon further review, I think that Free Solo was absolutely uh, the correct winner. Yeah. I, I went and watched it this past week, and holy crap, that, uh, you know, I'm not normally one for documentaries. I think sometimes they can get a little uh, monotone and boring, mm-hmm. but this one is unbelievable. The cinematography of it, um, everything, the content is yeah unbelievable and if you're not familiar with that one i just i actually talked about it uh last week on the podcast but i (laughs) because we rambled a little bit i had to edit that part out so i just wanted to uh go over it this week and say that free solo is actually about alex honnold who became uh the first person to ever free climb yosemite's three thousand foot high el capitan wall um so free climbing is when you scale a mountain with no ropes or safety gear um, and he completed what has been deemed arguably the greatest feat in rock climbing history. So, and if uh, if I'm correct here, he lives in a van. He does live in a van. Yeah, he lives in a van and basically just travels around and climbs whatever he wants, yeah. and he can do it because clearly he's uh, into the Spider Verse. <laughs> he's just Spider Man. Yeah, he was actually went up on stage when they won the Oscar, and it if you have a chance to go back he looks so out of place he's like looking up at the rafters seeing if there's anything he could climb on <laughs> but no that was incredible scaled into, <laughs> yeah. into the top row yeah and he was like oh, i'll just climb back down but with that being said though uh that documentary actually has a 98 percent of rotten tomatoes and an 8.4 on imdb and which I, is which is pretty high for oh yeah both. i mean yeah especially, especially for a documentary moving on to the next category we have costume design which went to black panther which we were both super excited about. Yeah. Um, that was one that uh, we got correct. And I think we mentioned it in the pod. Uh, if not, I guess 
Griff edited it out, you know, <laughs> likes to edit when I say things. Um, but, uh, they, but she said that, you know, they brought a tribal aspect to it and that's something that we had talked about, mm-hmm. um, that they did a fantastic job of not only it being a superhero movie, but being an African tribe garb that they uh, right. brought to the screen. And being close, you know, very accurate to what very that accurate, would actually yeah. look like, but um, and then onto the next one, film editing. We had Bohemian Rhapsody win that one. Yep. Uh, production design went to Black Panther, which was one that I picked the favorite for, uh, which was one of the ones that I got wrong. But Trey picked Black I Panther. I picked Black Panther. So he yeah. got that one right. <laughs> and then cinematography went to Roma, which I was not surprised in the least about. Nope. Uh, sound editing and sound mixing both went to Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I, I might have a little bit of an issue with that. Um, considering the fact that they literally just took the Queen songs and yeah. placed them over the film and they lip-dubbed all of it. So I, it's, I talked about that in the last episode. I just, Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't, I don't get it, man. I think, I think it was one of those where, you know, it had a little bit of, it had, it just had the hype going into it and yeah. uh, it cleaned up. Both huge Queen fans on record. Yes, absolutely. But didn't get it. Anyway, foreign language film went to Roma. Yeah, no uh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Supporting actor, Mahershala Ali. Uh, animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Again. Which is Come awesome. On. Yeah. Easy. Super excited about that. Um, and then I cleaned up with my uh, short film picks. Uh, live action short went to Bao, the Pixar uh, film, which is really, really awesome. Go ahead and check that out if, if, if you haven't seen it. I think it's only eight minutes or so, something like that. Um, and then documentary short went to Skin, which is um, going to be adapted into a feature-length film, which I am, am incredibly excited about because uh, while I thought it did a great job in the time that it had, I would love to see it extended into a, a longer film there. Uh, and then visual effects was another one, like I said, that I got wrong. It went to First Man, which I did I, say I thought the Academy would win, but we both really thought that Avengers Infinity War just did I, yeah, so much. I mean, it's one of those where it's like you don't even know what's not real on the screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're on a different planet. There were a couple. Well, I of guess them. they're on a different planet in First Man. Well, yeah. Well, well, the moon. But well. But anyway, I, it's not Pluto. We're not, I, <laughs> we're not debating that. Um, and then original screenplay went to Green Book, which overhyped. I I thought that one definitely should have gone to the favorite. Um, adapted screenplay, uh, Spike Lee won for Black Klansman, which, which was awesome. I think, yeah, that I felt a little bad for him though when he gave his speech. I felt like it, it was such a long time coming, and then he got up there and he got. I felt like he got like, kind of nervous and got in his head, and he definitely had a very eloquent speech planned out that I think got a little bit like rushed in his head. Yeah, um, and it kind of it. Not that you shouldn't write down your speech, but it kind of <laughs> looked weird on like yellow legal paper. Yeah pad paper <laughs> I, so just I was cleaning was... out my closet the other day and i found the one that i wrote years ago yeah to for... to eminem where I, <laughs> I killed my girlfriend <laughs> dear, dear slim wrote you but you still ain't calling um, um and then original score went to black panther yeah called it original song shallow um and then best actor went to rami malik for bohemian rhapsody again not not a bad performance whatsoever yeah no, I'm, we're not arguing that were there better ones? Maybe. Did he fall off the stage after he got his award? Yes, yes. he did. And uh, look it up. He it's hilarious. <laughs> he uh, he dropped the ball on that one, as we also think the Academy did with not giving Bradley Cooper that Best Actor Oscar, um, and then Best Actress, which was my final uh, mess up there <laughs> on predictions, went to Olivia Coleman for the favorite, 
which I will say, I thought she had an incredible performance in The Favorite. I do too. Um, we had her, she she won um, the Golden Globe for drama, com, or I'm sorry, comedy musical. So technically, she did win a previous award this year for that, and then we could have seen it coming, but we, we kind of thought Glenn Close might put that one away. But yeah. Um, and then Best Director went to Alfonso Carrion for Roma, which, yep. I, yeah, I mean, just just looking at the cinematography, well, obviously that's not it, but I mean... They the, won the, that one too. Well, yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> but I'm saying the cinematography with the direction of that film is beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's a gorgeous film, granted, you know, the content isn't as uh, pretty yeah. as... And, and it is in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a foreign film, right? Uh, but it's beautiful. Uh, it's on Netflix, so yeah, check that out. And it's, it, it's as long as you have Netflix, it's free. I just think it's awesome whenever you see a movie that was like written, directed, um, edited by the same person. And this is so. This is a hundred percent an Alfonso Carrion original, and that's Coron, you know, right? Coron. Yeah. yeah. I don't, once again, I don't think he's going to crack me. I don't. I don't know if he'll if be he, listening. God, to it. I want him to. Hopefully, he's listening to the uh... at film junkies. You guys are idiots. <laughs> I didn't win an Oscar for you to pronounce my name wrong. Um, All right, well, have an easier name. <laughs> and then, last and least, uh, Green Book won Best Picture this year. <laughs> yeah, which I extensively talked about last week on the podcast, saying that I thought it was going to be the biggest mistake of the academy's night and they it went ahead and was. proved me right and yeah, picked that film i mean uh we're uh we're recording this on thursday evening about four days after three days after the oscars mm-hmm. and there has been an uproar oh yeah about green book winning yeah um, i had an uproar in my living room i'm sure me. you did <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i this is my thought on it I just, I don't think it was that strong of a movie. I understand. Here, here's what I have to say. So I was just talking to Trey about it. There's an incredible podcast that the New York Times puts out. It's called The Daily. It's not all Dude, about stop, movies. Stop pumping up other podcasts. <laughs> don't want to, don't, we don't want to lose any of our seven Never listeners. mind. Never <laughs> listen to The Daily. Terrible podcast. No, it's it's a great podcast. They, um, If you want to be more involved in current events, they do a daily podcast. It's only 20 or so minutes long where they pick the biggest event of that day and just do a brief synopsis of it. So they released an episode earlier this week about Green Book winning Best Picture, and they really dove into some really insightful content about how we've seen this type of thing come about a few other times where you have two main characters one white one black and the premise of the movie is that the white person has kind of been raised and seated in racism and then you insert a black character to show that apparently if you're a racist person if you spend enough time around a black person that you'll stop being racist yeah it kind of uh romanticizes uh the end of racism yeah um i don't which i mean this uh, it's one guy with one black individual yeah and it's um, like we saw it too is there it's a movie with a black main character a white main character driving and you saw see driving miss daisy from years yes, ago which also won and it's dig it's the it's same not thing. the same it's not it's the, the same, same but it's like the same premise where you have this kind of enclosed encounters where they're like oh wait like i don't know why i thought this way you're right everything's great and it's like no if you want to challenge these types of thought processes make a movie about 
you know, Rosa Parks, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe a different form of transportation. Yeah. Um, Give us something more controversial. This is a topic that people need to feel bad about to move on to a better resolution in my opinion. Yeah, we it's not it's not all flowers and uh, happy endings here cuz yeah. you know, we're still at a state where that could easily still happen. Exactly. Um, and I mean, here's a here's a perfect example of that just with Green Book itself. It was written by uh the son of Vigo Mortensen's character in the film. Um he grew up listening to his dad talk about how he had all this experience um driving with Mahershala Ali's character and told the story growing up and it's supposed to be this triumphant tale of well we got past all these hate-filled thoughts and then we go and find a couple weeks before the oscars that he who wrote the movie was uncovered to have been tweeting several different things that were related to anti-semitic topics and it's like okay so did he really you can't have one without the other i guess yeah i guess that but that's my point is like you can try and make this like happy thing that says everything will be okay, but really did it really solve the problem? Even from the person who wrote the movie, he obviously yeah. hasn't moved on there's, from those thoughts that he there's had. There's so much more going on, and I, I I think it just whitewashes it yeah. too much. Uh, it just romanticizes it. Um, not to say that it's not a good movie, which you know I I have said that numerous times, but I I do think the the other nominees in this category did get snubbed. Yeah. Um, you know, to the fact where Spike Lee <laughs> tried to tried to walk out of the theater after Green Book won. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he made a joke at one of the after parties that every time somebody gets in a car <laughs> he loses an Oscar. Right. <laughs> um, which is which is what happened the last time that he was nominated for Best Picture. Um with Do the Right Thing. Do the well, Right Well he thing. actually wasn't nominated. Everybody thought that he got snubbed. Oh well, and that was the issue was that he got they thought he got snubbed, and there was actually a presenter that year that came on stage and said there are films that challenge things and push the envelope and talk about things that need to be talked about instead of taking the easy way out. So, and then she said subliminally, "Do the right thing and pick a movie that is doing those things," which is the title so, of the movie. So, speaking of you know historical snubs, what do, what do you think were the biggest snubs of? this previous oscars the 2019 oscars well my guy uh bradley cooper i as i said yeah he uh, he zeroed out didn't he yeah he did i which makes me upset one biggest snub being that he didn't even get nominated for best director because i definitely thought he should have and we talked a little bit yeah. on that last week um but i definitely thought he should have been nominated for best uh, uh, excuse me i thought he definitely should have been nominated for best director and i thought he should have won best actor um but with that being said, too, that's kind of the biggest one that stands out for me this year. I know there was a couple other things. One that I thought about, at least to be nominated, was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, was the documentary about Mr. Rogers yeah, that, that came out in the past year that I'm, apparently everybody forgot about when awards yeah. season. That was incredible. Well, yeah, he was. I remember watching Mr. Rogers growing up. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a film that really got lost. Yeah. And that's one, too, that, like, that was. If you want to go and try and switch all these movies being nominated to like have some sort of uh social political racial um stance that one did like mr rogers was an incredible example of what it's like to take hard topics that people aren't talking about and bring them into the public light and get people to talk about them and especially too for a kid's show children for him to be able to show these things um there was a whole segment on it where they talked about after jfk was assassinated how he was because it was a daily show and they asked if he wanted to cancel the show for the next day, and he said no. And he went on there and then had a whole segment talking about it 
because they knew that all the kids were going to hear about it. And it was an incredibly well done thing. And it just showed that he was, you know, a very, uh, very big figure in television history and was definitely someone that deserved a film about him that I don't know why it didn't get more recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, one of my biggest snubs on the night was, uh, the legendary, uh, Glenn Close. Yep. Yeah. She, uh, she lost, um, maybe decidedly. So. I mean, like it was, yeah. it, it was close. It was Glenn Close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say she won the Golden Globe for drama. For yeah, given so, Olivia I Coleman mean, did win it also for the music or the musical slash comedy. Yeah, but and I mean, even Olivia Coleman said it in her speech. She was like, "This isn't how I wanted it to be." Glenn, I've always looked up to Glenn Close. Something along those lines. Yeah, but, her speech you know, was awesome. Though. She, uh, was she did a fantastic job. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now Glenn Close. Uh, Unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm sure it's not hurting her pocketbook either way. Right. But she uh, holds the title for the most nominated actor or actress mm-hmm. uh, to never win an Oscar, and she's been nominated seven times with zero wins. Yeah. That's just. It's got her. That's, I wonder what she's tough. doing right now. She's probably. Uh, Do you think she has a shelf in her house where she was going to put her Oscars? She. She's probably not think- she's probably swimming around in her hot tub full of money because she <laughs> she doesn't care. Right. Um I'm sure deep down she's like, "Oh, that sucks," but like she's rolling in it, yeah. not thinking about the the guys doing a podcast about it. Like she, she Well, if you're listening Glenn Close, we love you. Yeah, I I mean, I guess if she does care and she's listening. Then, I heard that's what she does in her spare time. Yeah. Listen to listen film, to film junkies. junkies. Yeah. Uh, we should make a shirt about that. Glenn Close. Glenn Close listens to our podcast, and then in in small print at the bottom, not really, but maybe in, in quotations. So yeah. it's like you know, so we don't get sued, <laughs> right? Um, but with that being said, I mean, I don't know, Trey. Do you have a lot of other snubs that you can think of this year? I mean, we were we I were mean, pretty spot I on with our picks. I, so. I, I I don't know. I guess the only other one that stands out in my head is Infinity Wars. Infinity War. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like putting asses on the end of stuff. I, I don't it's like a Michigan thing, dude. Myers, I realized that. I listened to Kmart. Eminem said Kmart's in one of his songs. And I lost dude, it. Dude, I listened to the Armchair Expert Stack Shepherd's podcast, who which is incredible. Not to he's a Michigan. I'm going to promote another podcast, but yeah, stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> but no, he is from Michigan, and he talks about it all the time. That like people from Michigan add s's to the end of words, which is yeah. Weird, I didn't but. mean to do that. And I'm sorry to all of you my look uneducated, Trey. prior English teachers. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think Infinity War uh, was one that should have won. I can see why it didn't. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's they're rather borderline. They're like, okay, we're going to give uh, a uh, superhero movie a bunch of these awards, so we got to hold back yeah, on some of we the can't other ones. Give, we can't give too many superhero movies. Yeah, let's not but, give the visual effects award to the movie that's entirely made of visual effects. Yeah, it's just it's green screen. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's a raccoon. Yeah. Oh, who, well, who played was played by, by Bradley Cooper? Cooper. <laughs> Snubbed again. <laughs> See, he would have had a partial Oscar sitting there. Maybe. No, he wouldn't. Have. No, he wouldn't. They don't make it. You know how many Oscars they have to make if seven hundred thousand? The whole cast won. Dude, it would be so much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they all get paid a billion dollars every time one of those movies. Comes yeah. Out. Um. But you know, this year in the Oscars, like we said, it didn't have a host, which I was kind of skeptical about, but it didn't end up end up being you know some crazy. Yeah bad turnout you know i do want to i just want to say i think roma really cleaned up and i think that it deservedly did Mm -hmm. um but by that like it did so well 
and you know, it's it's a Mexican movie, correct? Mm-hmm. Is Roma gonna pay for the wall? <laughs> oh no! Anyway, um, so speaking Sorry. speaking of things that um, shouldn't have happened, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you remember a couple years ago when La La Land uh, and Moonlight were both up for Best Picture, which are both incredible movies, Moonlight won. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Yep, which I was super excited about. He won. That was when he won the um, uh, supporting supporting. Actor. And like we talked about um, last week, he actually did become the fastest person to have a turnaround of winning the same award twice at the Academy Awards. Yep. Um, winning it happened to su- be the same one. Yeah, winning supporting actor. Um, and then the second was Tom Hanks. But uh, So I want to say, though, because of that year, uh, this year there was actually six rules added to prevent that uh, mishap happening yeah, where they were, yeah, where they awarded the last I, one. I still don't understand the, the explanation of that did not make any sense to me. And it's been a couple of years. No. Um, it, it seems like it's a handoff and the only way that it, in, in my mind, the only way that that could be an issue is like if there was some legitimate tampering, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's not what happened. Yeah, no, it was just credible mix up, but uh, a few of those things actually that I, I found interesting. Um, they had to, so the, PricewaterhouseCoopers is the company that does all of the ballot casting for the Academy Awards. Um, They go by PwC. Um, But two of the PwC accountants holding the envelopes will have memorized the entire winner's list from from now and going forward so that there isn't that mix-up or if there ever is. And they can't be in the same place at the same time or else. (laughs) Or they'll be Batman. Yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say like the lone survivor kind of thing. uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're locked in separate rooms across the country. Yeah. They um, can't travel on the same plane, right? But then, a, a, in addition, they'll actually have a third balloting partner um, who will sit in the control room, and then will also know the winners by heart. So, if it ever does get telecast, they could possibly have a delay, I guess, where they don't show that to the viewers at home, and so that they know exactly who did and, and give you know stop that from happening Interesting. again. Yeah, um, and then they have. Uh, all three accountants attending rehearsals and practices, um, and then actually practicing what to do if anything does go wrong. So yeah, they had a whole then, play, plan put in place and then, for that. Uh, what is it? Uh, the chairman of PWC, Tim uh, Ryan. Tim Ryan will yeah. personally be involved uh, with all, all the operations going all operations. forward. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you kind of assume that he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, no, I got better things to do on the one like, day that matters. Uh, yeah, the one thing that's the big. Nobody's ever heard of PWC before. Yeah. <laughs> this is their one thing. This is their thing that and they this do. Is, this is their their tax yeah. tax day. But hey, I want to say another a fun fact thing because I'm a huge streaming site guy. Yeah. Um, this was actually Netflix's first uh, film to be nominated for Best Picture, and I feel like it won't be their last one. Oh, considering they were nominated not. for 15 Academy Awards, which is uh, huge. That's yeah. it, you know we're we're moving into a different technological technological age here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think that it's it's really cool um, opening that door to all kinds of streaming services, all kinds of uh, different production companies and everything like that. You know that gives everybody an opportunity Mm -hmm. um and with firsts uh being nominated for best picture black panther first comic comic book book to ever be nominated for best picture so that's awesome for people who love love those films and uh um but i want to say something for you trey because you love sam rockwell and do love sam rockwell 
he was actually one of two uh, nominees this year who were nominated in 2018 with Willem Dafoe being the second because he got nominated last year for in one Green Lantern. Uh, no, Green Goblin. <laughs> No, Sam Rockwell. Both Green Lantern. Sam Rockwell oh, won for too. Best Supporting Actor last year for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, yes. which is an incredible film, and definitely yeah. check that out. But to wrap it up, Trey, I just figured. No, I'll... I want to. No, we can't wrap this up without me saying something. I don't like Lady Gaga. <laughs> I didn't. Like... Okay. I, yeah, you were trying to get out of here without me getting this on. Yeah, and next week, tune in for A Star Is Born, where we talk about a movie no, all no, about no. Lady Gaga. I, I like Lady Gaga and A Star Is Born. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think she seems kind of fake outside of that. Did you not get that from – it, it just didn't seem 100% genuine. It seemed like she knew she was going to win that Oscar and she already had it in her mind. Like, I got to cry. I got to ham this up a bit. Like, I, yeah, Mark I, Ronson probably had to just be sitting there going, oh, come on. <laughs> like, he's like, D- I've seen you in the studio. Act like, like you've been there. Yeah, just <laughs> come on. Like, even no, though it was, I, isn't that big. I, I I really like Lady Gaga. She has a documentary about herself on uh, Netflix called oh, Five Foot Two. Yeah, that's that's don't have a documentary about yourself. <laughs> uh, you get one no, when you're Dick I like Cheney. her. She I I thought when you're Dick Cheney. No, I uh I thought that her speech was actually. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed ingenuine to me. It just didn't. It. it I don't know what – maybe it was the fact that during that press tour she said that, oh, if there's 100 people in the room, you know, I just needed one to believe in me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's that that's just lingering yeah. that I just have this bad taste in my mouth about Lady Gaga. Um, but I just – there's something about her that just didn't strike me as completely 100% genuine in that. Yeah. You want, you want her to leave the uh, acting for on screen? No. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, when you saw Olivia Coleman's, I mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, she, she was genuinely really excited to be there and just she was choking over her words and like she she didn't know what to say and stuff yeah. like that. When she gave a shout out to her kids watching at home and she's, she's like, like Maybe unless you're, you're asleep, yeah, then, all right. Okay. Touché. <laughs> but like Lady Gaga's just seemed like she it it just seemed like she had done it in the mirror a hundred times and yeah. had it ready to go and she you know had the had the fake tears like welling up before they even said her name like i got it just you. it just didn't sit well with me well i will let you have your opinion i like her oh whatever i feel like if i won an academy award i'd probably cry and if i won a golden globe i'd probably cry no <laughs> trade <laughs> straight face walk up there yeah i expected this thank you yeah i've been thinking about this since 2019 watching the oscars uh knew it was my time um all right my last thing i wanted to go over um of the films that won oscars this year trey are there any that you really wanted to recommend to people to watch any that really stood out to you that you think i mean i'll oh that's mine that's a good question there yeah Um, i think um for me i like i said free solo is one that i think you know you see it win but a lot of times with those documentaries or short films you just see it win, but nobody really ever watches it after yeah. the award shows. That's one of my picks. Uh, obviously, I, I assume you like Black Panther. Well, yeah, I do love but... Black Panther, but I don't. I mean, that's that's something that a lot of people have already seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, people will see it. I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, as soon as you open up Netflix, it says uh, yeah. popular on Netflix. Yeah. I've already seen Oscar it nominated, time. Oscar winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that. there's going to be stuff. Um, 
I think I you know I got I've got two here. Okay, they're a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, you should go out and check out Spike Lee's Black Klansman. Oh yeah, not totally suitable for the family. Hey, um, it has to deal with some sensitive stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is funny. Adam Driver, you know, nominated for uh, supporting actor. Mm-hmm. He's awesome in it. He is. Uh, we talked actor. about it. You know, maybe just one of those where he got the nom because he was associated with a good movie. But you know, that's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, I think honestly, it's better than Green Book. Oh yeah. There's me too. there's it, there's a, a funny part to it. Oh yeah. I. But there's a definite there's a definite darkness to it. Uh, I mean, it has to do with a black man putting on a a front over the phone to join the KKK. Based on a true story. Based that's, on a true story, which, yeah. I mean, also Green that's Book is. That's the kind of story I, mean, I want to see. But that's... It, I think it might not have won because there was a comedic factor to it. I think that was probably yeah. the reason why it didn't. Mm-hmm. Or, or they just don't like Spike Lee. Um, Who knows? You know, I don't like the <laughs> Knicks, but that doesn't mean I don't like Spike Lee. Right. Um, and What's then your other one? My second one, I think you will be okay with this one, is okay. uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm more than okay with that. Yeah, I know. I love that movie. Um, one of the best animated movies again, I've ever seen. It, uh, you know, I saw a tweet out that said, uh, should Spider-Man win animated feature? And then somebody said, no, it should win best, best picture. picture. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, I, God, it's a... I've seen it twice now, and uh, God, it's, it's so so, so incredible. Like the the animation in itself is unparalleled. I, what did it take? Like four years? Uh, yeah, like the actually they created a new form of animation for <laughs> yeah. that film, which the creator actually yeah. has a patent on. Yeah, um, where it literally looks like a comic book is coming to life, which as is you're watching so it. cool. It's and so I mean, cool. that's not even the coolest part of the movie. I mean, the, no. everything about it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And you, like I've said, I love comic book stuff. So I mean, and Nicholas cage, he's in it. <laughs> well, okay. That's, I mean, that's not where I was. Please going. go see that movie. Despite the fact that Nicholas cage is in it, please go see ghost rider. <laughs> um, His head's on fire. No, that <laughs> that's what, that's a film that I love. Definitely. Yeah. Those are um, my two. Okay. Yeah. I, I like both of those. I'll agree with both of those. Um, like I said, free solo, I definitely think people should watch. Um, if there is some way I've been trying to find a way so that I can recommend them to people, but if there's a way that you can try and find skin, the documentary short that one to watch, I cannot stress this enough. It's one of the best short films I've ever seen. Uh, and I've seen a lot of them. Um, and then another one for me was if Beale street could talk. Um, that's one that was, Nominated Regina King won that one yep. for uh, best supporting actress. Yep. Uh, it was an incredible film, one that was definitely moving for me. And I um, think that that was uh, as much as it was nominated for stuff. I think it was um, downplayed a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think it didn't get enough. Uh, just kind of the subtle way that it it moves throughout keeps you interested the whole time, while also adding an emotional aspect. Um, it was written and directed by Barry Jenkins, who. You might know from Moonlight, which is one of my favorite movies, Very um, good movie. which cleaned up a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, those are my couple that I have there. Definitely try and go see those. Yeah, and check out uh, Spider-Verse and Black Klansman, too. Yeah, and then one other movie that uh, we definitely enjoyed and would recommend is A Star is Born, which is what we'll be talking about ne- next week. Next week, yeah. On the pod, so, so check stay that, tuned for that out. That's going to be a, um, definitely heavily opinionated yeah one way or another maybe i mean maybe i'll say some nice things about gaga but uh <laughs> it's gonna be a fun ride 
We yeah. love we love talking about Fun that ride. movie. Yeah. Uh, really so with that being said, Trey, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of Film Junkies See with Griffin ya. Trey. Yeah.